Welcome to the Mind Tricks Radio Distortion of the Day. This is where I explain and discuss in under 10 minutes basic concepts in clinical psychology that I hope you will find practical and useful in your life. Thanks for tuning in. Hey there, Mind Tricks Radio fans. I'm Dr. Aaron Kaplan, clinical psychologist, and today I'm talking briefly about a common cognitive distortion that causes us much more grief than any of us need. Jumping to conclusions. The reason why jumping to conclusions can be such a problem is it can cause you to make rash or wrong decisions based on a lack of accurate information. You make assumptions based on limited information and then react, without thinking things through or getting all the facts. And often, the result makes life way more difficult for you than necessary and for others around you. If only you had your facts right, you'd very likely reach a different conclusion. Time for some examples. You get a letter from the IRS. There it is, staring you in the face on your living room coffee table like a bad omen. What could it be about? Panic sets in. Are they questioning the value of the popcorn maker you donated to Goodwill and declared on your tax return? Did they find out about that $800 you earned but didn't declare when you sold your ceramic fairy whistles at the craft fair? Or how about the cell phone you wrote off for your business and declared you only used it 25% of the time for personal use, when actually you probably used it more like 35% of the time? They've got you in the crosshairs, and you're probably going to jail. Anyway, you just want to shove the notice under the pile of mail and ignore it. Maybe it'll just go away. I'm on a job interview, and I'm pretty nervous. I think it's a bit of a stretch to get this job in the first place because I'm new and inexperienced in the field. The interview asked me if I'm proficient in a software application that I don't have any experience with. Flustered, I tell her no. She also asked me about other software applications. I have some experience, but not as much as she made it seem that I need in order to get the job. By the end of the week, I don't hear anything back from her. And you know what? It's not fair for her to pass on me just because I don't have the software experience she was asking about. It wasn't in the job description, and I'm going to send her an email about how unfair the process was. I'm feeling a little under the weather, low energy, a bit nauseous and dizzy, and a poor appetite. I go to the doctor and she does some tests. The next morning, I get a message from the doctor's office. Please call at your earliest convenience. What's the first thing that goes through my head? I'm gonna die! It's never a good sign when the doctor calls, right? Let's try one more. I posted a photo of myself on Instagram that I took at the top of a mountain I hiked, and nobody liked my post. This hike was a real accomplishment for me. It's the first strenuous hike I've done since I had my baby, and it meant a lot to me. People must just think I'm bragging, self-indulgent, or they're just jealous of me for being a mountain-conquering mama just two weeks after having a baby. Or else they just don't care about me. I would have thought at least my closest friends would have liked it. You know what? If they're not going to like my post, I'm not going to like theirs. So there. The problem with all these scenarios is that we don't have all the facts. We're making assumptions about what's going on inside other people's heads without knowing for sure, whether it's the mind of a friend, an interviewer, a coworker, or an IRS agent. When my patients jump to conclusions, I like to ask, how do you know this is what so-and-so is thinking about you? What is your evidence to prove it's true? If they answer, it just seems like it, or I have a feeling that's what's happening or what's going to happen, I say, that's not good enough, it's too vague, and you're making an assumption without knowing all the facts. Let's get back to the examples. So the IRS is after you, huh? 
some menacing, diabolic IRS agent is sitting in a dark, dank, dingy room, cackling maliciously as she imagines you reading the letter and trembling in fear. Well, that's a pretty big leap. The IRS sends letters out all the time for all sorts of reasons, and usually it's not to catch someone red-handed and lock them up in the slammer. I've personally received several IRS notices in the past year, all informing me of a change of address status. When I try calling to ask to stop sending the notices, I can't get a live person on the phone. So your letter was probably auto-generated by a computer, not Agent Evil. In fact, if you had committed such an egregious crime, your house probably would have been stormed by federal agents by now, and not by a nondescript letter. It's possible you may owe some money because of some sort of an error, but the amount could be as low as a few dollars. But guess what? You'll never know the truth if you don't open that letter and find out. And what's more, by avoiding it completely, you might make matters worse, because what might have been a few dollars in taxes owed could turn into a hundred with penalties and interest if you avoid it for too long. The Job Interview I'm convinced the interviewer didn't like me and was heckling me about my software skills to justify not hiring me. When Friday rolled around and I didn't get a call, this was my piece of evidence that validated my impression. But how do I know it was really going on inside her head? Maybe she was asking these questions to get a sense of what kind of on-the-job training I might need so she could put in a request with her company for the training. Maybe she wanted to know my skill set to figure out how to best utilize me in the company. And maybe she was just too busy, overworked, and overwhelmed, like so many of us, to get back to me by Friday. But I feel so anxious, distressed, and upset that I need to preemptively send her an email telling her my feelings. And so what do you think? How's that going to go over? Perhaps she didn't think I was right for the job, but had another opening coming up she was considering me for. If there was still a chance of being hired, or a chance of a future position with her, I just harpooned it. So the doctor's calling to deliver bad news. My number's up, my goose is cooked. Why even bother calling the doctor back? Might as well book that trip to Tasmania I've always dreamed of while I still can. Hey, I think you know where this is going. The doctor could have been calling for any number of reasons. Maybe the labs were invalid and I need to do a do-over. Maybe she's calling to reschedule my follow-up appointment. And maybe she's calling to give me good news about my lab work. There's any number of possibilities, so concluding the news is bad without having all the facts just doesn't make sense. Certainly avoiding calling the doctor back because I don't want to hear bad news doesn't make sense, because she obviously has something important to tell me regardless of whether the news is good or bad. I'm closing off my options in any scenario if I don't even know what it's really about. Let's talk about the Instagram post. Sure, we all like validation. It's nice to have people like our social media posts. But does it mean our friends and followers don't like us if they don't click the like button? Maybe they're busy. Maybe they saw the post, liked it, but didn't think or were too busy to click the like button. Maybe they've been too busy recently to obsess over their social media. And let's face it, conquering that mountain means a lot more to me than to anyone else. So even though I was excited to make it to the top, it doesn't mean that anyone else will feel the same way about it. But taking offense to the lack of likes and consciously deciding to ignore my friend's post does what? It creates an artificial drama in my head between me and my friends when the conflict doesn't actually exist. Look, you can't read minds and you can't predict the future. If you could, you'd be sitting at the blackjack table in Vegas outwitting the dealer at every hand. You'd be one step ahead of everyone else because you'd always know what they were thinking before they spoke. While mind reading and future predicting might be a popular TV sci-fi series gimmick, we can't do it, so don't convince yourself you can. Listen, when it comes to jumping to conclusions, hit the pause button, get the facts, and don't make assumptions. If you don't know what's going on inside someone's head, what they mean, 
and what their intentions are, ask them. Get clarification. And please, don't make any rash decisions based on your assumptions before getting the facts. You'll be glad you waited and that you didn't make the situation worse than it needs to be. Things usually blow over before they blow up, so don't blow it up yourself. Thanks for listening to this week's Distortion of the Day. I'm Dr. Aaron Kaplan, and I wish you the best in cognitive clarity. Thank you for listening to Mind Tricks Radio. I hope you have enjoyed the program. For more information about Mind Tricks, you can go to my website, www.waikikihealth.com. Be sure to subscribe to Mind Tricks on your preferred podcasting host to be notified of new episodes of Mind Tricks. Please take some time to give Mind Tricks a good rating and review wherever you are listening. It really helps get the word out to new listeners. And please like and share Mind Tricks posts on Twitter and Facebook by following your host, Dr. Aaron Kaplan.